0: your life's not over it's time to reach up like never before reach for all that God has for you stretch forward your faith you can do the impossible if you'll dare to believe God today is your day for spiritual breakthrough revelation reformation reclamation if God be for you who can stand against you A 1,000 may fall at your left and 10,000 at your right, but it will not come nigh your dwelling. It's time, body of Christ, to stand firm on the word of God and believe the impossible. Today is your day for salvation. Tomorrow's over. Your past is behind you, but your future is shining bright ahead of you. Lift up your eyes. Today is your day, and if you'll dare to believe me, I'm going to astound you. I'm going to make all your critics' tongues fall out of their mouth. Their eyes are not going to believe what they're about to behold, because I am taking you from the ash heap, from the dung hills of this life, and I am setting you among princes. I'm raising you up to reach a generation for me. Forget yesterday. you got to forget about your past. It's over. Don't let the enemy remind you of your yesterday anytime. God's not speaking to you about your yesterday. He's speaking to you about your tomorrow. Anything is possible. Go with me in your Bible and look at Acts chapter 20, verse 27. You're going to like this today. We're going to talk along these lines. How to receive the promises of God. How to receive the promises of God. Acts 20 and 27. And I appreciate those of you that have uh, been patient with me as we're redoing our home. Because uh, from before daylight to after dark every day. I am involved in uh, contracting. Which takes me out of being super involved as senior pastor. But I I thank God for the Casey's. And what a great job they're doing. Aren't they doing all We just love them. And all of you that are so patient. If I miss your call. It's because I don't have my phone. Acts 20 and 27. We hope to be done by the middle of next month. Worst case scenario. Okay, here we go. For I have not shunned. To declare to you all the whole council, of God. Everybody say the whole council. See, you got to have the whole council. I want you to think about here just for a second. We're going to go to John chapter 9 in just a moment. St. John chapter 9. So you can be looking that up. But I want you to, to think about this with me for just a moment as you're turning there. We are spirit beings. We have a soul and we live in a body right yeah. but we are spirit beings if you've ever gone to a funeral you know that the person in the casket is not there it's simply their body how many of you have ever noticed that before yeah. grandma mom whoever it is cousin friend you go there and the body is there but it's lifeless there's, no, there's nothing there. It's just, it's just a vessel. It's just an organism that contained the person. The person is not the body. The person is in the body. Right? How many of y'all would agree that that's true biblically and you've seen that in your own life? Amen. I know you're with me now. And since that is true, we receive the promises of God from God through his word. So it is spirit because the Bible says my words, they are spirit and they are life. Right? We don't receive the promises of God in our mind. Those are ideas. We receive the promises of God in our spirit man. That's where they come in at. Poof! They hit our spirit. The promises of God are in our spirit. His spirit through his word. you got to be careful about dime store. You can't use the term dime store anymore. TikTok. (laughs) TikTok evangelists, social media ministers. Because they have no vested interest in your life. They're just trying to get views. Most of them. So you have to be cautious with that. You're not going to receive the word of the Lord from TikTok. You might get a confirmation on that. You might get an encouragement on Facebook, but the Word of God, He, he has he sent you His Word right here. How many of you would like to receive a text from God? Would you like that? Wouldn't that be great to wake up tomorrow with a text from the Lord? Some of y'all, you're not sure. You had someone text you and they said they were God. No, this is the real, guess what? This is His Word and it's called a text. I'm dropping stuff somewhere. i got to get all this stuff out of my Bible. It's like my wife's purse. There's everything in here but the kitchen sink. How many know that what we're reading today is called a text? So God has given you a text today. And he wants you to get the whole counsel. So you are a spirit and you receive from the spirit of God through his word the promises. You receive them that way. But then how do you see them manifest in the natural? Because a lot of people, you, you know, we've been to services and we're excited about the preaching. And we know that that's the word of God. We felt the anointing. We, we, our Faith jumped. But then how do we see that manifest in this natural world? And that's the part I want to dig in on today. First of all, in order to receive the promises of God into your spirit, you've got to release everything that you've been hanging on to In the natural, in the soulless realm, and in the spiritual realm, you've got to release those things in order to receive what God has for you. How many know it's football season? Some people are still really upset that, you know, Michigan won. That's okay. Y'all quiet today in here. But when when a play is called, each player will get himself in position. He has a position that he plays. And you notice the ones that receive the ball, wide receivers or backs, running backs in the backfield, they go to their position and you'll notice they're not carrying anything. Now, they have very expensive things. They have important things. They have their wallet. They got cash. They got diamond rings. They got, you know... Rolex watches, they got their car keys, their house keys, passports. They got all kinds of important stuff. But when they're playing on the field, they don't have any of that in their hands. They have released all of that and set it down. And they've put on the gear that they need to play the game, just like the armor of God. And they're on the field. And then when the play is called, they run out and they get in position. And they wait. For the quarterback to say, whatever, down, set, hut, blue 52, 52, down, set, hut, whatever he's saying. And then they run down the field. They haven't received anything yet. And if you ever played as a wide receiver, you know that just running down the field all the time, it's not much fun. You you, you want to catch something. But the first thing they do is they release everything they have, that, and then that positions them to run the play that was called by the leader to the specific spot to look for what is coming next. That's how we are with Christ. We're on the field, and rather than playing football, we're fighting the fight of faith. And the game only lasts as long as you have breath in your lungs. But he has stuff for you to receive. But a lot of times, we won't release everything that we've been carrying We're encumbered about with the cares of life. We're encumbered about with all the stuff that we've been dragging with us, and we're not ready to receive what Christ has for us. And when he calls the play and he says, go out 15 yards and run a slant, we think, how in the world could that ever work? Because look at the person that's guarding me. Look look at everything the devil did last year. Look at everything that happened in my family. How could I ever be free from that? How could I ever receive that promise? Look where I live. Look what I made last year. How could I ever make that type of money? How could I ever have that type of home? How could I ever see that? You know, uh, the whole time in my family, you know, heart disease runs in the family, so I just got to prepare myself. But with medicine, I might live an extra 10 years than dad did. How could I, see, our minds haven't released everything in the natural and positioned ourselves to run the race of faith, and right out here where Christ said, hey, I got something for you to receive and then turn around and look for it to come from heaven. Where does the ball come from? It drops out of the sky, right? It comes out of nowhere. That's how the promises of God are. They come from the word of God. They're transmitted wirelessly. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in the digital age now. Into your spirit, man. And all of a sudden you go, something, something about that is speaking my language. Uh, that's for me. But then we have to position ourselves by releasing everything and getting ready to do exactly what God said do, whether we think it will work or not. Oh, amen. And so I'm, I'm starting this message today from that point. You, you've received a promise in your spirit. You know that God has spoken to you uh, things about your life. Come on. You, you, whew, it hits you. You know that. And and you've even walked away from stuff that was your security, was your plan, things that you thought were going to happen in the future that you, you thought were going to work out for you, but but you, you let all that go, and now you're ready when the play is called to run down the field and receive what Christ has for you. If you're in that place today, then this message will greatly help you. Look at John chapter 9, go to uh, verse 1. And as he passed by, a man blind from birth... And his disciples, uh, there was he saw a man that was blind from birth, and his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Now, this is a Jewish tradition of the day, and still largely persists today in Orthodox Judaism, that if you have a child that's born with a defect of any kind, that it's because of the sin of either the mother, the father, or both. We know that's not true. There's nothing in the Word of God that tells us that. All sickness and disease comes from the devil. And Jesus answered, By the way, how does the devil work in someone's life? Have you ever asked yourself that question? The devil operates through two areas. Number one, ignorance. Number two, disobedience. If you can get rid of ignorance and disobedience, the devil won't operate in your life. Ignorance is bliss, somebody said. Well, maybe when you're four... But when you're 24, what you don't know will kill you. Now notice this. And Jesus answered and said, It was not that this man sinned or his parents sinned, but that the works of God might be displayed in him. Hmm. And then I want you to look at verse 4. We must work the works of him who sent me, While it is day. Everybody underline that. Because night is coming. When no one can work. As long as I am in the world. I am the light of the world. We understand that Christ is in heaven now. So who is the light of the world now? He tells us. He says you are the light of the world. Those of you that are born again. You are the light of the world. Hallelujah. See, I want you to get that in your spirit today. I I, I was praying uh, the other day, uh, Sister Daly, and your face and name came up before me as I was praying. and, And the Lord showed me, you have this treasure in earthen vessels. You know that verse, you have this treasure on earth. And I just saw, because every time I'm around you, it's the love of God. It's always positive. It's always good. Is it? And that, that goes for nearly everybody in this church. In fact, everybody in this church. But as I was praying for you, that's what I just saw it in the spirit all of a sudden. You have this treasure on earth. That's every single one of us that's been born again. You have this treasure. And it's in an earthen vessel. Woo, hallelujah. Oh, glory. You ever been around someone that gets something that they've been saving or wanting? Maybe they get a gift, and what do they do? They have everybody over and show them. You ain't going to believe this new car. you got to come over and check out my lawnmower. Did you get that? Oh, yeah, I got that one. It's got the wider tires. Two cup holders, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, this thing basically mows itself. Come on now, whatever you're into. Have you seen that new rifle? Ladies, have you checked out the new Tupperware dish or whatever it is? You know, I don't know. What? Pyrex. The new Pyrex dishes. Have you checked out these new gel coat nails? I didn't know anything about gel coat nails until I got married. Now I know more than I ever wanted to. Have, have you seen this new car? Whew, check out my four-wheeler. Look at the buck I got this year. Oh, yeah, check. You posted on Facebook. Everybody see it because you're proud. It's a treasure to you. You have a baby. You take the picture. You put it up. First t-ball game, whatever it is. You get married. Look at this. Wow, look at the ring my husband got me. Oh, Isn't that beautiful? Isn't it wonderful? And you display it everywhere. See, you have this treasure in earthen vessels. I want you to understand who you are in Christ and what he's done for you because on the outside, the flesh, it's withering away. The flesh, it's futile. Yeah, regardless of whatever you think, you got a few more wrinkles, a few more gray hairs, and a few less regular hairs this year than you did last year. Hallelujah. Some of y'all are standing strong for Christ, but your hair is backsliding. You know what I mean? It was here, and now it's going back on your back. Glory to God. It helps to laugh. You know what I mean? It's laugh or cry, you know? Glory to God. Yeah. And so the flesh is passing away. It, it, you, you, you can't trust in the flesh. You can't trust in the arm of the flesh. You, you, that, that's why you, many people that say I have church hurt, it's because they trusted in the people rather than trusting in Christ. They were serving the people rather than serving Christ. People will always let you down. Christ will never let you down. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He is the firm foundation. He is the rock on which we stand. Glory to God. Yeah. And so they they, want to know why is this boy blind? And Christ says it's so that the power of God can be displayed. Now that doesn't mean don't go off half cocked and think, well, God made the boy blind so that there could be a miracle. No, 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 no. That's not what Christ is saying. He's saying, look, I don't have time to to explain all this to you, knuckleheads. You know that uh, the Bible says, uh, the Torah says in Genesis, in the day you eat of the tree, you'll surely die. Death entered the world then because a covenant was made with Satan, Lucifer, rather than with God, right? That's why there's sickness and disease. That's why this boy is blind. No one was blind before that, but he's blind now. But everything has happened That has happened. Has come to this moment in time. That you may see that God has sent the Messiah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well glory to God. And then notice what he says. But we must work the works. Of him who sent me. While it's day. Because night is coming. When no one. Can work. Night is coming. When no one can work. So if you are in that place and I believe our church is in that place where we believe that 2024 is our year to run and to do what God's called us to do if you're, if you're here in this place today you need to understand that even though you may look like everyone else on the outside you're not like everyone else you have the treasure of the Spirit of God on the inside of you. You've been bought with the most expensive price, the shed blood of Jesus Christ, and he set you apart from everyone else. You are different than everyone else. You have this treasure. What do you think the water turning into wine was? Do you know that Christ, he didn't, he didn't even put, him, put the wine in wineskins. He said, go get me the foot washing pots. Do you know that? Go re- read it again. He said, go bring me. The, they were the pots that they used to wash people's feet and to wash their hands and faces as they were coming into the house. And, and they cleaned them out and put some water in them, and it became the sweetest wine. That's a picture of what, of what we are in the new covenant, that we have the new wine. Oh, Hallelujah. 2024 is a year where you've got to stop looking up on the outside and stop looking at what you can see and perceive in the natural. How much money do I have? How many connections do I have? Where am I at? Who do I know? You've got to stop looking at all of that, and you've got to start drawing from the wellspring of life that's on the inside because you have a treasure in the earthen vessel. The world is thirsty for the new wine. You ought ought to sprinkle some of the new wine on people around you. You ought to just love on them. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 Just love on people around you. Let me just tell you this. I feel this in my spirit to caution because there are some that will hear this whether on the Internet or here, I don't know, or maybe somebody here that will tell it to some of your friends. But the number one thing that will stop, it will totally neutralize you it will immobilize you and stop you from moving forward in receiving the promises of God is when you get focused on self. God's going to do it my way on my timeline. Well, he said it and it hadn't happened yet. Who are you? If he said it, just praise him and worship him all the way to the finish line. If he said it, that's settled. You just keep working while there's time to work and let him do what he said he would do. You get out of the way. Woo, well, glory. That's tough to do. Sometimes we say, thank you, Lord, for the promise. I'll take it from here. Y'all don't shout me now when I'm preaching. I know what I'm talking about. Oh, Lord, I, you've got a vision, a calling. So wonderful. You received it. You know, God spoke to you. You say, God, thank you. I'll take it from here. And you get about six months into it, and you say, what in the world have I done wrong? Instead of going forward, I've gone backwards. That's because you've literally got to give up and let Jesus take over. Hallelujah. So I'm going to give you a couple points here. To receive the promises of God, to see them manifest in the natural, it requires working the promises of God. Especially Americans today have gotten away from hard work. We just, you know, we don't know what it's like to work hard. We don't know. I mean, there are many, you know, most of the church here, everybody here, y'all hard workers, but as a whole, people don't know how to work hard. We don't know anything about when grandma and grandpa got up at four in the morning and milked the cows and, you know, I don't even like milk that much. I I, I don't know about you, Brother Leggett, but I'd probably want to milk them two out of three days at most, you know. I don't need that much milk. Huh? I know you can't do that. It'll dry up. But the point is, I don't like milk enough to get up at 4 a.m., Brother Vincent. Not milk a cow. Last cow I milked, that thing got plumb wild in there. I don't know what happened. A bee stung it or something. It started flailing and kicking about. You asked my dad, it kicked me in it, And I saw it coming. I moved my head enough, but it caught me right on my nose. And my nose was here one minute, and then it was over here the next. I don't need milk that bad. I could go vegan as as it pertains to milk. You know what I mean? (laughs) Hallelujah. I could probably even make it without cheese and butter if it come down to that. We don't know what it's like, though, to get up and do that kind of stuff anymore. We, we, We have enjoyed the comforts and rested on what those before us have done for generations. And that's great and that's awesome. We've enjoyed the prosperity of those that have come before us. But when it comes to the Word of God, A lot of times we want pastor to come in and bop us on the head with a little bit of oil and then go out saying, Shekinah, Sheminda, I've got it. It's all mine and nothing changes because we haven't changed our work ethic according to the promises of God. I could lay hands on you and pray for you until you lose all your hair and go bald and nothing will change for you if you don't receive it by faith and when you leave out of here, put foot to pavement and say, I'm going to work the promises of God and see this happen in my life. Well, glory. Hallelujah. In James 2 and 14, it says this. What what doth it profit, my brethren, though a man say uh, he, he hath faith and have not works? Can faith save him? Yes, we know that. And if a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say unto them, depart in peace, I bless you. Be ye warmed and filled, notwithstanding ye give them not those things which are needful needful to the body. What doth it profit? Now think about this. And, And then think about this in relation to the American church. See, I'm trying to introduce you to the whole counsel of God, the genuine. Because when you get a hold of the genuine, you'll never fall prey to anything that's not real. The touch of God is more than a feeling. It's more than chill bumps. Why do you think we have a whole <coughs> generation, excuse me, that has walked out of the church? Because they're looking for something more than just a feeling. They're looking for the tangible, supernatural presence of God. They're looking for people that are walking the walk and talking the talk. They're looking for the supernatural people of God, the sons of God to be manifest in their generation. Yeah. Yeah. Now, notice this. He says, what would it help if all you say is, you know, be blessed, be warm. I pray that your bellies are full. No, no. You've got to do something in the natural. James, who's writing this, is the half-brother of Jesus. And he's writing this to tell us, hey, look, I I know the man Christ. I knew him naturally. I grew up with him. But also, I I I knew him as Lord and Savior. And you can't just say... Be blessed, be blessed, be blessed. I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I'm blessed. You've got to do something in the natural to walk in that blessing. This is what he's saying. And, and he says, uh, uh, and one of you said, uh, 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 verse 17, excuse me. Even so, faith, if it hath not works, is dead, being alone. Yea, a man say, thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I'll show you thee my faith by my works. Now, I want you to understand this clearly. You can't work your way into heaven. You can't give enough money to the Red Cross, mow the churchyard enough, sing on the worship team loud enough, serve in the sound department enough to make it to heaven. That's only by Jesus' shed blood. So we're not talking about that. We're talking about receiving the promises of God. Receiving what he said to you. What you know he spoke over your life. But see, we have a duty when we come away from our prayer and study time, our time in the word. When we leave the church, we have a duty to then begin to work towards what Christ said and what he spoke over our life. Oh, hallelujah. I don't know if this is helping anyone today. I hope it is. And and then he says this. Thou believest that there is one God, and thou doest well. But the devils also believe and tremble. But wilt thou, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he had offered Isaac his son upon the altar?" seest thou how faith wrought with his works and by, his, and by works was faith made perfect. Everybody say perfect faith. Perfect faith. Yeah. Perfect faith is faith that is mixed with action. Everybody say this with me. Faith, faith. is an action, an action word. Yeah. That's why you, you, your church won't grow if you just come in and pray for people to come in. You've got to pray for people to come in, but then you've got to go out there and you've got to begin to minister to people out there and bring them in. Yeah. See, you could sit around and pray for your kids and grandkids all the day long, but if you don't stand up and confront unrighteousness and a disease of de- demonic proportion that's trying to encapsulate the hearts and the minds of this generation, their blood is going to be on your hands regardless of whether you prayed or not. You've you got to stand up and say something. That's why Joshua said, y'all can act like you want, but it's for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. You know what I tell My daughter's in kindergarten. Kindergarten. You know what I tell her? Hey, I don't care what anybody else thinks at school, honey. I don't care what anybody else is doing. You don't have to act like anybody else. You don't have to talk like anybody else. You don't have to try to make anybody else happy. You just be you. Most of those people that you're in kindergarten with, they won't even be in your school in the next three years. They'll be somewhere else. Everywhere. Families move. Things happen. You won't even see those kids anymore. But you be who God's called you to be. And if that that upsets people, just go right on being who God's called you to be. See, because I have a duty. I, I can't just say, oh, I love you, and I'm sending my kid to a Christian school taking the benefit of the doubt that every teacher and every child comes from the same type of family I come from has the same values no 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 I've got to prepare my children I've got to tell them you are the head not the tail you are above only not beneath and it's okay to just totally run over some people we need to get away from this oh just be nice just be nice just a, oh, no, no. No, no. You know what the Bible says in the book of Revelation? The Bible says that the fearful and the coward will not inherit the kingdom of God. Right. Hallelujah. I would to God that mamas and daddies... Yeah. Old people and young people in today's generation would get a backbone and could care less about what the world says or thinks is right, but would just live for Jesus and prepare their families to meet Christ in the air someday. I love you. I love everyone I meet. I want to be friends with people. I, I'm very gracious. I am kind-hearted. I mean, I will lose sleep at night if, if there's an instance between me and somebody else where I, ha, you know, I have to stand up. I, I just It just tears me up on the inside. That's who I am. But at the same point in time, I'm not running a popularity contest. Hallelujah. You better hear me today. Listen to me. Everybody that's under the sound of my voice. There is a heaven to gain and there is a hell to shun. And you can't live any old way and do any old thing and think you're gonna make heaven your home. You've gotta live according to this book. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. I must work the works of him who sent me while it's day. James said, show me your faith. Without works, I'll say it's dead. And I'll show you by my faith by what I'm doing. We've got to begin to move if we're going to walk in the promises of God in 2024. What does that mean? That means if you're here and you're a young person, you're a young uh, uh, married couple that means you need to be working every hour you can work and still have a relationship with your husband your wife and your children that means you need to be saving every dollar you can save that means when you're at home rather than sitting around just watching TV if all you can do is knit s- stockings for somebody for next Christmas do something to make some extra dollars hello that means when you get up on Saturday, it's not your day off. It's your day to get busy. Start with prayer. Start in the Word. Start by witnessing to people in your neighborhood. Figure out what you can do. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Yeah. See how you, you can minister to someone else. Well, it's Saturday. I think I'll take the day and watch football for a while. They have something now, you know, we used to call it TiVo, then went to DVR. Now it's just normal. But where you can record that and watch it later. But you need to be working while it's daytime. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Yeah. See, we need to understand that there are no lazy people in heaven. I I think this is why the church has such a bad rap. I really do. I think the church has a bad rap in America because every church looks like you just went into an all-female nursing home. Big pink flowers everywhere, the worst musk smelling potpourri people could find, tissue boxes at every three feet. Are we in that danger of that much danger of crying? I mean, really. And you got people that are coming there, you know, and on the job Monday through Friday, they're the laziest, whiniest, gripiest people that do the shoddiest, worst work. They show up then on Sunday with their family Bible come in ready to praise the Lord for an hour and 25.2 minutes so they can get out of there and get to the buffet. And the world is not into that. No. Trust me, if you would t- you know what? You know what I said? We were in, in, my, in our house the other day working, and I got a, had a bunch of guys in there working with me, and I said, "Don't throw away that Pex pipe that's not yours, that's mine." They said, "What do you want a three-foot piece of Pex pipe?" I said, "That's my whipping stick." That's what I whip my children with. You know, looked at me like that. I said, yeah, the Bible says that foolishness is bound in the heart of a child, but the rod of correction drive it far from. Them. They said it over there by, you know, in the save pile. You know what they told me? They said, where do you preach at? I said, down here. And they said, if you preach like that, I'll come see you. <laughs> Hello? Glory to God. I mean, I don't know. You know that it, there is a cosmic force and an intelligence behind it that is being pumped into people consciously and subconsciously when it's just like a, a switch was flipped and everybody lost their mind from 2019 to 2022. Everything that's been normal and good, people are just abandoning it. it. No, i got to tell you, you've got to build your life upon this word. Oh, hallelujah. All the promises of God. Let me say this to you. All of his promises are yes and amen. You cannot be disqualified from the promises of God. Why messed up? I had a bad week. I sinned. I did things I shouldn't. Well, get it under the blood. Because you can't be disqualified from his promises. Yeah, I got mad, keep my neighbor's car Well, you need to go tell them about it Don't do that Get it under the blood Yeah Well, they think I'm a Christian, I can't apologize They know you did it They got you on camera And they'll know you're a Christian when you come and apologize Uh, uh, Help me, Jesus Glory to God Mm. Thank you Jesus Glory to God See if you'll work the word It'll work for you Nobody said it'd be easy Nobody said it'd be easy In fact You should be battle hardened As a person of Christ Glory to God. I don't, I don't know if, if anything I'm saying is hitting you today or helping you in any way or, or if I'm just saying. You know, everybody today is just saying. When I was growing up, my dad told me, son, some people got something to say and other people just got to say something. <laughs> today, everybody's just saying. Hallelujah. See, I want you to understand who you are in Christ, that he died for you. He died for you. He died for his church. He ransomed us with his most precious. Blood, his perfect spotless, sinless blood, he gave the very best that heaven had to offer so that you and I could be redeemed today. But that's not just, you know, okay, I'm redeemed, and now I just suffer through life. No, you've got promises that are spoken over your life. You've got things that God wants for you. He said, look, I want to do this in your life. I got, but you've got to put foot to pavement. You've got to get a plan, a goal from the word of God. Write the vision, make it plain. You've got to get busy with this thing in order to make it happen. Am I doing okay, Pastor Brian? He's a business owner. He's walking in the blessing of God. You've heard the testimony, but I'll tell you this. He's up early and goes to bed late. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. My dad over there, he's a pastor. He's walking in the blessing of God. But I've seen him work two, three jobs. I'm not talking about striving. I'm not talking about, you know, senseless, goofy stuff. I'm not even talking about just working for money. I'm talking about staying busy. Hallelujah. I'm talking about saying this is what the Lord spoke over me, and this is what I'm going to have in my life. Miss Mindy was speaking about it today. You've got to have a tenacity that says, I will receive what God spoke over me, or I will die. Where do you think that phrase, give me liberty or give me death, came from? It came from the anointing of the Lord that came upon a generation of men and women early on in the late 1700s to stand for freedom. Why is that? Because the hand of the Lord moved upon those people that there would be a nation, hallelujah, where we could worship freely and send billions of dollars around the world and send missionaries and pastors, and I'm not about to let that go by the wayside in our generation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'd like to lay hands on every single person so that you could catch this because we're entering into the part of the message today where you got to catch what's being sent your way. You can't can't just be taught this. It's got to be caught. It's got to be caught. God has something for you. God has promises for you. God has plans for you. God has great things for you to do in your life here on this earth. But you've got to receive it by faith in your spirit. And then when you get it there, you've got to leave out of here and begin to work while there's daylight. I don't care what your job is. You've got to ask the Lord, why do you have me here? And you've got to commit that job as unto the Lord. You've got to commit that business as unto the Lord. This is your business, God. What do you want to do? Order my steps. God, as you bless me, I'll give more to your house so that we can get more people Say, See, when you were born again, everything that you do now is holy as unto the Lord. You may be working in the factory, but whatever you're doing there is holy as unto the Lord. Glory to God. And if you start treating it like that, if you start working as though it is unto the Lord. There is no end to the blessing and the way that you'll go up and what God is, has you in right now. This is just basic preaching, Pastor Bradford, but this is, this is stuff that they taught when I was growing up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. See, you're bringing the blessing with you as you come, but you have to commit it as unto the Lord and just, just say, Lord, I'm doing this as unto you. That's what the Bible says. It says... Whatever your hand finds to do, in Colossians 3.23, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as you're working for the Lord, not for human masters, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. Your boss can't pay you what you're worth. Can't. Can't pay you what you're worth. But as you're working there and you committed unto the Lord, now then you've switched to a different boss. You're still doing what your natural boss says, but now you've got the king of all kings that's looking at what you're doing and he will give you a reward for your work. Amen. Well, well, yeah, Brother Jordan, how not you know someday we'll get up to heaven they got their most streets of gold. I may just be a crawling. But time I come on through the gate. But praise God I'll have made it. I'll have to collapse just inside Peter. I'll have to carry me to the heavenly hospital. I'll have to undergo the first two years of the marriage supper of the Lamb on spiritual antibiotics. Lord knows he can do anything. Maybe he can heal everything about me when I get there. Come on now. No. When you get to heaven, you want to go there with a life poured out. You want to be on E when you get there. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I want you to stand with me. We're We're going to close. As I was studying and preparing for this message, each person that's a member of our church, I was praying for you as I do. But it was like your face was coming up before me. And I'm praying. And and I didn't see the specific promises of God. But I could see that every single person. Why? Because God is a creator. Hallelujah. And when he created you, you have the God potential inside of you. You have the potential to do great things inside of you. Kingdom things. Why do you think you've never been fulfilled? Even when you got the thing that you thought you wanted. The house, the car, the spouse. It, it, it wasn't enough. There's was like something still missing. Because God has kingdom purpose for you. Yeah, he fills the hole with his love, with his compassion, through salvation, by his blood. But then after you're saved, you can't just wither on a pew you know that God has something for you. Amen. But you've got to first believe that He is and that He's the rewarder of those that diligently seek Him. He is the rewarder. Oh, hallelujah. He is the rewarder. He is the rewarder. Everybody just lift your hands. I break off of you right now. Any spirit that would try to control your mind, that would try to uh, tamp you down, beat you down, get you to think that there's not really anything great that you could ever do. You just have to exist and struggle. I break it off of you right now by the power of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And I release the gift of faith to every person in the room right now to receive the promises of God and to begin to run with them in 2024 in Jesus' mighty name. See, you've got a God plan, a God purpose over your life. And you can't do it by yourself. A lot of people, they, they see the, pr- the plan and the promise and then they start trying to do it and they realize, I can't do it on my own. And that scares people. And then they, they begin to kind of flounder. But you were never meant to do it on your own. Amen. He is the way before you. He is the bridge over troubled waters. He is the great I am. And he's shown you what he wants to do. But he didn't give you everything you needed. He just gave you enough to take a couple steps. And then as you get there, it's by faith that the next part comes available. And it's by trusting God all the way that he does it. That it's not of our own might and our own ability, but it's God working through us. We simply have to have enough faith to go, to say, to work, to believe, to plan, to step out, to do what God's calling us to do. I might fail. You're going to fail anyway. You're going to fail anyway. You have to fail enough times that you succeed. Failure is a part of life. When did we get this idea that now that we're in Christ, that, you know, there's never going to be a failure? No. No. There will be because the part of you that's natural is not yet perfected. And, you, you, you know, you won't see it. And sometimes you start out doing what God called you to do, and then you've you got a plan. You're just going to keep working that, get that, that's going to be it. And then the Lord says, nope, i got something else for you. And you say, oh, God, not right now. I'm busy. And you keep working what you were doing. Only to get two, three years down the road, and stuff's falling apart. But the thing you were doing is what God gave you in the first place. And now you're failing. Oh, because, see, it was really a test to see if you could follow his voice into something else where you had to trust him totally. I just got to trust him totally in that area. And that's what God has for us. He wants us to be led by the Spirit. The people that are led by the Spirit, the Bible says, are like the wind. You can't tell from where it comes, and you don't know where it's going. Ooh, hallelujah. 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 I'm preaching to a group of people today who have been designed on purpose. God didn't make any mistakes with you. You've been designed on purpose. I could do more if I just thought differently. No, you can have the mind of Christ. You can retrain your mind. But you, you you, were put in the place that you're in. You were born into the family you were born in. You were placed in time on the earth when you were there. You could have been born in China. You could have been born in the 1500s. God puts you here and now for specific kingdom purposes. And I know you're aware of all of your shortcomings and the things you can't do. But are you aware of God and the fact that He's limitless and what He can do? If you go back and you study, you'll find out that when the children of Israel came out of Egypt, that they were a people that were shorter by two to five inches than the other people of the area, not just giants, but they were short people, an average height of about five, two men. They were little bitty people, and yet they went and they conquered all these great, Joshua's killing people by just the thousand, just with a sword. What, what's going on there? Well, see, it wasn't their ability. It was God going before them. He said, I'll take you to a land that's flowing with milk and honey. Joseph believed it so much so that when he died at 135, he said, I'm not staying here. Carry my bones out. We're going into a land that God showed me. And then God spoke to Moses and God spoke to Joshua. And he said, I'm going to take you into the land that flows with milk and honey. And they said, oh, but there's giants. He said, don't worry about the giants. I'm going before you. I'm a pillar of fire and a pillar of cloud. Oh, hallelujah. Stretch forth your staff. I'll make a way over the water. Strike the rock. It'll come out. Oh, hallelujah. I'll do it. God says, I'm looking for people that are just available. I'm not looking for the most talented. I'm not looking for the most skilled. I know all of your shortcomings, but I'm going to make up the difference in your life. If you can just trust me, if you can just believe me. If you can just, uh, I don't care if you're here and you're eight or you're 89. God has something for you to do. Don't you tell your children, oh, when you get bigger. No, no, no. There's an anointing on your children to impact this generation, to touch other children and adults. Don't you stop them from going up to somebody in Walmart. Don't you tell them they can't go talk to someone. You go stand right with them. And whether the person receives it or not, you say, great job. Always follow the Holy Spirit. Gideon, thou mighty man of valor. Who, me? Oh, God, I'm just threshing here. (laughs) I'm threshing in the wine press, you know. I'm doing a thick them high, hit them low, trying to (laughs) don't want the Moabites to know about me just trying to get enough grain for me and my family. Don't you know, COVID, inflation, everything, I'm just trying to survive. You know what I mean? That's where Gideon was. And God said, hey, you're the one. all these thousands of people come out, but the deficit, I mean, you got 100,000 of the enemy, you got, you know, 33,000 of you. God says, "No, that's too many. Now he gets down to about 3,000. He says, I don't know if we can take them, but at least we have a fighting chance. You know, When there's 3,000 others around you, you know that if most of them get killed, there's time for you to run away. If you see 500 of them go down at once, that's over. Run. And God says, "Don't no, that's too many. He gets down to 300. And God says, okay, now go up here and camp right here. And when you hear the sound Of chariots in the mulberry trees. Attack. What was it? It was the spirit of God. Going before him. Oh I feel the anointing. See, the Spirit of God is going before you, going before his church in 2024. It's the Spirit of the Lord that's going before his church, and he's staving off the hand of the enemy. And great confusion is going to come upon the world in this year because the wicked are not going to understand why all their plans are falling apart. But the people of God will be blessed at the same time. It's by the Spirit of the Lord. When the blessing of God comes on his people, the same thing that brings blessing to his people brings judgment to the wicked. When God brought the children of Israel out of Egypt, they were camped out in the land of Goshen and he sent the plagues. And there was the locusts and the lice and the frogs and the the water turning to blood and hailstones that were so great it was killing the cattle. But out in the land of Goshen, none of it was coming upon the children of Israel. There were no frogs. There were no locusts. There were no hailstones. That is what you're getting ready to see. Because God's getting ready to take his people out of the world and into a land that flows with milk and honey. It is the kingdom of heaven, and that's where we're going. But as we exit, you're going to see the hand of the Lord and the judgment come upon all the gods of this earth. Those things that people have exalted and said, oh, this is a God. We can trust in this and we can trust in that and we can trust this. No, no, no. The judgment of the Lord will be upon that, but the blessing will be upon his people. And when the children of Israel, before they left Egypt... Moses said, go and borrow everything you can. And they went to the people of Egypt, the ones that had been their slave masters, the ones that had ridiculed them and said, who are you? You Jews, who are you? Hebrews, look like this. Look at you, short, scrawny. They went to them and said, can I borrow some?" And they said, oh, y'all didn't have any hailstones. Your water didn't turn into blood. You didn't have any frogs. You didn't lose your firstborn. Here, take whatever you need. Just go. That's what's going to happen in this end time hour. A transfer of wealth. From the world to the people of God. Not just so you can drive a Maserati. This is West Virginia, baby. You don't need a Maserati. You need an F 250. (laughs) Hallelujah. Or a Chevy 2500, like me and Brother Vincent. Glory to God. But we need money to preach the gospel. Say this with me say, My hands work the miracles of Christ. Say, My ears. Hear, discern, and understand the voice of the Holy Spirit. Say, I have the mind of Christ. Say, I have the wisdom of Solomon. O, hallelujah. And say, I have the heart of David. Say, the wealth of the wicked is my portion. My feet, my feet are, shod. are shod. Y'all don't know what shod is. That means like you put shoes on a horse. Shod to shoe. O- old English to shoe. My feet are shooed. or shod. My feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel. And I run to and fro throughout my neighborhood. Throughout my, city, throughout my city, throughout my region, throughout my, region, throughout my family, throughout my family plundering, hell plundering hell and populating heaven. And populating heaven. Shh. Say, I lack, no good thing. I lack no good thing. I lack no wealth. I lack no, I lack no, wisdom. I lack no wisdom. I lack no knowledge. I lack no understanding. I lack no no relationships. I lack no no strength. strength. But I will do do all all that God God has has called me to do. do. Now, put your hands together. Give God the best praise. Thank you for listening. Make sure to subscribe and give a rating. To learn more about our ministry go to BradfordMinistries.net.